0: 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik. So over the last two and a half years, my my team and I have worked with over 150 startups. Um, And we've been able to double the number of startups we've worked with each year. all those different interactions, what I've really realized, it's more and more important for startups to consider AI now more than ever. Um, We're starting to see the early adopters are starting to see real benefits from the investments they made, um, you know, a few years ago, and the barriers to entry for new startups getting into AI is coming down uh, every day. So it's not just the big players who can afford um, to invest in AI, everybody now should have the ability to leverage AI in some way. Um, And so my advice to startup founders who are thinking about AI is to really start with the problem that they're trying to to solve uh, and not the tool that they want to use. So, spending more time sorting out what that problem is for your team or for your customers, and fully understanding what that is, uh, and then to start exploring s- potential solutions to that problem. Um, what can they buy? What can they partner on? What should they have? Should they build themselves? Um, and a lot of this is really stemming from right now, we're seeing a lot of companies that are looking at GPT, whether it's, you know, ChatGPT or GPT-4, um, and it, it can sometimes feel like a universal tool that can be applied to every problem. But in reality, it's, it's a very good tool at very specific things. Uh, and so I think like a kind of an analogy I always like to use is that Uh, If you were a carpenter and you had a brand new hammer, you wouldn't walk around your job site trying to find things to hit with the hammer. Uh, You'd start by looking at what is the job in front of me and what do I need to do? And then what tool best will help me do that job? That might be the hammer, but it might be a screwdriver, it might be a saw, uh, it might be something completely else. Um, So that's really my advice. Start with the problem, find the right solution for that problem rather than starting with a solution and finding a problem for it. I've had a really interesting career starting in HR and now moving all the way over to to AI. And so started at the government of Alberta as an HR uh, co-op student through my time at the government. I moved to a couple of different departments. Um, Ended at my end of my time there, I was running a cross government internship program and and course program. Um, The internship program was where I really started getting into the student engagement side of things, building relationships there. Uh, And then you leverage that to move over to startup Edmonton, where again, I was running our student engagement team there. Um, And then, you know, at Startup Edmonton, was able to get my foot in the door for the startup community, really fell in love with the startup community, and now have moved over to to Amy, where I'm able to continue that work with the startup community in a slightly different way, and now supporting them on their AI journey, and uh, also being able to expand my focus from the local municipal level of Edmonton to working with startups all across Canada. Thinking about a startup ecosystem and what what's important in an ecosystem, uh, there's a lot of things that I, I tend to think about. Um, the first one really being that it's founder-led, uh, so really thinking about what are those grassroots opportunities for startup founders to really drive the conversation, drive the actions needed in an ecosystem. Um, I think government is an important player in uh, an ecosystem um, but that when government is acting as a supporter to the ecosystem rather than trying to lead the ecosystem, that's when they're able to be the most successful. Uh, I think there needs to be various types of events, supports for all types of people engaged in the startup community, uh, whether that's early stage founders, you know, it could be software devs, um, it could be the HR side of startups as well. So being able to have different types of events for different organizations organizations and individuals at all levels of an entrepreneurial journey, um, I think is, is very important. Um, another really, really crucial thing that I've seen is peer supports and people that are willing to make connections for other people in the community. So, being able to, when you meet somebody, say like get to know them, and then say, "Oh, I know somebody else. You should talk to. You should talk to this person um, about this." I think that's a really key part of a, of an ecosystem and a, and a growing, building ecosystem, and that, that really ties back to something that Brad Feld said in uh, Startup Communities, the book that he wrote, um, and is about that give first mentality. So being able to give before you receive. And I think that peer support, that willingness to make connections is really tied to that. Um, and then something that every startup ecosystem, I'm sure, would say that there's never enough of is money and investment capital uh, into an ecosystem. So uh, that would be money coming in at various levels. So everything from angel to series A, series B, series C funding. Um, and then not only just cash, but that smart money. Um, people who have experience investing in startups, um, people who maybe have worked at startups before that are have had exits and are now looking at reinvesting. Their money into the ecosystem. Um, I think all those pieces make a really strong startup ecosystem. In terms of community-led uh, organizations and, and events, uh, an event that I've been a part of for quite a few years is Demo Camp Edmonton. And so we're a community-led organization. Um, we have members, we have an investor, we have a startup, uh, someone who's, who's a, a senior executive at a startup, myself as a system supporter. Um, and then we have another startup founder on the team. So de- in Demo camp, we bring together people from across the, the ecosystem to show off what they've built could be anything from a new video game that a local dev company is launching, a new product that a company is putting out, something that was built at a student hackathon over the weekend, or even just a side project that someone's been working on in their basement. Really getting people to show what they're building, get feedback on it, and build an ecosystem around showing off the work that's done, rather than pitching a company, which uh, is very important in my opinion. Mentorship and support is you know, it's crucial in every for everybody. Um, And I think it's even more so important in in the startup community. When you have people, especially early stage startup founders, who are not only trying to build a product, but they're often doing a job that they've never done before. Being a founder, being a CEO, being a CTO, that is a job that lots of these people have never done before. So you're not only trying to build something brand new, but you're doing a job that you've never done before. Uh, And I think that that is a, a mentorship, having mentors in the community that you can leverage for support in that is is absolutely crucial Um, a company that my team uh, we worked with at Startup Edmonton um, was a company is a, is a company called Fly and Fetch. They're still around. Um, they were uh, actually stu- two students who founded this company um, at Nate, so the Alberta uh, Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. They are students there, and they came into our Student Founders Program at Startup Edmonton, where over the summer they got some funding and a lot of one-on-one coaching and support with our coaches and they built some very strong relationships over that summer um and so they were able to really see their company grow and test products they raised money uh, shortly after that as well so they were able to raise some funds build their product launch it and have been growing their company ever since so but a lot of that early stage support came through that coaching and mentorship they received at startup event thinking about student companies um, and companies that are coming out of academic, that are getting spun out of academic institutions. I really think that academic institutions like post-secondary institutions, universities have a a really big role to play in the startup ecosystem, um, not only here in Edmonton, but around the world. Uh, And that's simply because many novel technologies come from academic research. So from my experience and what I've seen, that uh, has been that academic institutions have historically been a, a big part of the startup ecosystem, but it's sometimes a challenge for them to find the right way to support the ecosystem. Uh, I think that academic institutes often are can be very siloed, um, whether that's different faculties and how they're organized, how funding is uh, associated with those faculties. Um, and I've also seen students uh, organizations and supports that span across faculties sometimes not get the support or the in, in the interest they are looking for from students because students have that mentality of um, I'm in this faculty I can't access that resource even if they can access it uh, so that's that's something definitely something that post-secondary institutions need to work to overcome. Um, I think another really big piece that uh, institutes have, the uh, you know really big purview over is their IP policy, um, and I think that when it comes to how technologies can technology can be transferred out of academic institutions um, what that actual policy looks like is very important to not stifle creativity and entrepreneurship um, but I think just as important as what the actual policy an institution has is what's its perception in the community in their students in their researchers because you might have a very open policy but if people are under the impression that it's not open and it's very difficult then they effectively is the difficult policy because they're not acting in a way that's taking best advantage of it Um, another way i think start academic institutions can really support their student entrepreneurs is by helping them engage in the startup ecosystem beyond campus. So what is is happening outside, across the city, across the province or state, uh, across the country that they can tie into, um, that goes beyond just fellow student entrepreneurs. Our mission is AI for good and for all, and we really take that to heart in everything that we do here. So everything from how we contract with potential clients to how we manage uh, very important pieces like bias, uh, in the process of building AI systems for our clients. It's something that we look at every step of the way. Um, there's there's a, we actually have a rubric when we're looking at clients based on the UN sustainable development goals to help determine uh, if there's any risks associated with a potential project that we're looking at working on. Um, and then when we're actually building out AI and machine learning models for our clients, we lever- leverage things like uh, algorithmic assessment tools, data sheets for data sets so we understand really everything that goes into a data set um, and we have full insight into what that data is any potential biases in that data Um, and then we also look at um, model cards as well. So what was the person who built the model doing? What was the process? What are the things that they took into consideration? So that when we turn that over to our client, they have that information they can build off of uh, and and refer back to. So this is all part of uh, not only like our mission, like I said, But our principled approach to AI, which is something that is very important and I think we're seeing a lot of out in the world, is some questions and concerns around AI, AI ethics. And and we've really taken a lead in this with our principled approach to AI. So when I'm thinking about Alberta's startup future, uh, something that I've heard a lot of recently is that AI is not just a sector, but it's the future of every sector. Uh, Alberta invested uh, quite heavily in AI over 20 years ago, the government of Alberta and the University of Alberta. And that ensured our success as a province today. Uh, But we need to continue our investment now and into the future into things like research and commercialization to ensure that we continue to be a world leader for the next 20 years. So now is the time to do it. And now is the time for startups to think about AI because the barriers have never been lower. And it doesn't cost as much as it used to to get started and have a real impact for not only you, but your customers. Um, And like I said, now there's never been a better time than now. If you want to learn more about what we do here at, at Amy or how we can support you individually or your organization, uh, check out our website. It's amy.ca, a m i i.ca. On there, you can check out all of our courses, our workshops, our programs to support everything from individuals looking to upskill uh, to organizations wanting to implement AI and build out new AI systems to take their company uh, into the to the next stage. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold-awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.